Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Good afternoon, good evening, Rush Nation. Welcome to another podcast in the week. Uh, Going to mix up the uh, matchup show slightly this week. Uh, some of the feedback I've had is that they find the show really useful and get lots out of each individual game. Um, some people have asked for just the more sort of ranks and talking about uh, the guys in order and talking about some of the matchups and, and where I've got ranks this week. And then uh, that way they can follow along with with rankings on the site. So we're going to try that this week and then we're going to get some feedback and engage what we do with the show going forward because I kind of want to cater to everybody. I want to talk about every matchup. Um, but I also want to get information out and people are really enjoying sort of shorter form versions of the podcast. So I'm going to try and, uh, and and do it this way. And I'm really keen for feedback. So let me know uh, what you think, whether you prefer this format, or whether you prefer the, the weekly matchup show. And I'm happy to go back to it. But always about trying to evolve and, and do things a little bit differently and better. So you can see on the screen here, if you're watching this on YouTube uh, or on Twitter, I have my ranks uh, up as they set right now, and they could change over the weekend. Um, but if you aren't, you're listening to this via audio, you can pull up my rankings. You can just go to Fiverr Rush for Code UK. You can pull up Murph's uh, weekly rankings, and you can sort of follow along as you're listening to me uh, and, and talk about this. Or you can just listen because I'll be talking about these players uh, in order. And uh, some of these won't need a lot of explanation. Some of these might need a bit more. So I'm going to start with quarterbacks this week i've got josh allen as my number one quarterback against miami with the way miami offense is going I expect this to be a shootout and allen has been absolutely brilliant so far this season really picked up where he left off in that playoff game last year and towards the tail end of last season so 
Uh, expect Josh Allen to have a really, really big week. And I think this is uh, an opportunity for him to just put up some really, really big numbers. Uh, I have Patrick Mahomes at two on the week. Uh, I just think that against Indianapolis, we're going to see uh, a bit more of the usual Patrick Mahomes. He's going to uh, have the opportunity to make plays. Uh, Indy defense is good, but the offense is, is sort of still a bit questionable. Therefore, I expect Patrick Mahomes to really exploit that and make a statement uh, as they're looking to take control of the AFC West. Uh, Jalen Hurts is at three. A matchup against Washington should really suit and favor him. He's been uh, very good on the ground putting up those yards, uh, but he's also you know, made some great plays to AJ Brown and company. So expect Jalen Hurts to have a huge week here uh, and potentially as the quarterback three. Lamar Jackson against New England. This could be a tough one for Lamar because I do think New England will try and bottle it up. Uh, however, whenever Lamar Jackson's been faced with a challenge, he's always seemed to overcome it. And this New England defense, whilst it is very good, it's probably not that same elite D that it had a few years ago when it went all the way to the Super Bowl. So I do think uh, Lamar's got uh, every capability in this matchup to make the plays. And I think he's the one that's going to have to unlock this defense if, if Baltimore are going to walk away uh, from Foxborough with a win. Justin Herbert is again, uh, is at five against the Jags. I haven't seen necessarily the best of Herbert so far this season. I think this is the perfect game for him. And he's not higher only because I just think the Chargers could blow out the Jags quite easily. And then I think they might just choose to control the game uh, as they look to bounce back from last week's Thursday night football defeat. Kyler Murray is at six. Expect this to be uh, a lot of points against the Rams. Uh, and as we've seen with Kyler, he pretty much has to do everything himself if Arizona are likely to get any points on the board. They really struggled until he pulled out some of the most unbelievable plays last week, including that huge scramble where he went left and right, a batter left, and then scored the touchdown. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's really all on Kyler Murray's uh, shoulders at the moment if that offense is to get going. Uh, Joe Burrow, uh, he has the Jets. He's in at seven. Uh, this is a get-right game for the Bengals, absolutely 0-2. Nobody probably expected that start. Somehow managed to lose that game in week one to the Steelers. It's time for them to to start to rebound and against the Jets, who are coming off a big win themselves against the Browns. Uh, Joe Burrow should be in a good position here to to get that right. Kirk Cousins is at eight. He has Detroit. Detroit are high-scoring, so expect a lot of points here. Expect Kirk Cousins as well, coming off a disappointing Monday Night Football to, to get right. Tom Brady against Green Bay. This is going to be a great game. Obviously, we've not seen much from this Bucks offense or Brady. Uh, do you think it's more on the play calling? But um, And we know that Brady's got quite a lot of weapons that are hurt. And maybe I'm uh, slightly uh, over generous here. But I do think that, that this offense is going to need to put up points sooner rather than later. And I think against Green Bay, they're going to have to make plays. And it's just something about Tom Brady against Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay that always seems to bring the best out of him when he's sort of in this corner and being doubted. And I think you'll, you'll start to see something from, from him this week. I've got Arizona, uh, sorry, Matthew Stafford against Arizona at 10. Uh, I do think that, that the Rams will win this game and win it quite comfortably. But I do think as well that Matt Stafford is, is going to uh, really need to uh, continue to, to trend the right way. We've not again seen the best of Matt Stafford yet. I know there's some struggles there, but I think, uh, he should come out firing this week. And I really debated putting Tua above him, and I think that could still happen come the weekend. I have Tua at 11, and I think he's been uh, exceptional this year. And uh, against Buffalo, he's going to need to be. Uh, but I think as well, it's more the weapons around him have also been very good with Hill and Waddle, and they're making a lot of plays. So it's an electric offensive performance so far from Miami. 
this is a real test for them against Buffalo and one that we're going to need to see if they can meet it or not. At the moment, two is down there, and I think it's more on the Buffalo D that have just absolutely shut everything down in front of them. But, you know, I could see myself moving two or up a couple of spots come the weekend, depending on how I see things move in that game, especially with players available, etc. Derek Carr rounds off my top 12 against Tennessee. Tennessee are a bit of a wounded animal at the moment, just struggling to get anything going. And Derek Carr is, with Devontae Adams, they're starting to really click and get things going. Um, it's not really gone well for Russell Wilson so far in Denver. If San Francisco have got Jimmy Garoppolo in, so that's going to be an interesting matchup. And I think this is a real benchmark game for Russell Wilson to see where he is because we haven't really seen much from him as of yet. Carson Wentz has had a really good start to the season. He is my QB 14 on the week, and he is against uh, his old team, the Philadelphia Eagles. So be interesting. I think he'll be fired up for that. I think you'll see performance there. Aaron Rodgers is down at 15. That Green Bay, oh, that Tampa Bay offense, uh, defense has really shut everything down. They've just given up the one offensive touchdown this season. It was pretty much in garbage time against the Saints when it was almost all but over. So, um, you know, they have been a very, very stingy D. Uh, they've given up two field goals on their opening uh, drives to opponents and then pretty much nothing else until that touchdown. So, um, to Mike Thomas late in the fourth quarter. So, I expect Aaron Rodgers, who has had tough, tough days against uh, the Buccaneers' defenses the last few times he's played. You know they've they've seemed to manipulate turnovers out of him. Could see a similar thing this week. Jared Goff is at 16. He has had a very good start to the season. Uh, he has been so to expect that one to have a lot of points there. Winston is in at 17 against Carolina. Just worried slightly about the fractures in his back and how he comes back from a game where he you know he pretty much lost his team the game. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see what he does there. In Justin Fields, we need to start seeing something from him. This is a perfect game to kind of get a benchmark where this Bears offense is against Houston because this is a game with two pretty abject offenses, so it's time to see what they do here. Uh, and Jimmy Garoppolo against Denver. It's, we all know what Jimmy Garoppolo is. He's got a very safe floor and a very low ceiling. So uh, that's where we go from here with him. Um, and Ryan Tannehill, again, he's a player we really need to see something out of. Uh, he's had a pretty poor start to the season, so it's going to be interesting to see what he does against Las Vegas. And to be honest, I think everyone from Jimmy Garoppolo down, I wouldn't feel overly comfortable starting this week unless I absolutely had to. Uh, and in a super flex, I'd say my cutoff here is probably like Davis Mills. I don't think I'd be touching any of these, and I appreciate I've got Jacoby Brissett quite a bit down, and he had a pretty good game. But uh, to be honest, yeah, they're not players I'd be touching uh, at this rate. Let's go to the running backs. Uh, my running back one this week is Jonathan Taylor. Um, so he is uh, against Kansas City, and that offense just isn't doing anything. It's going to need to give Jonathan Taylor the ball more if they're going to do anything. Uh, and against Kansas City, that's exactly what's going to have to happen. Um, with Pittman banged up with the offensive, or with the wide receivers pretty much all banged up, everything's got to go through Taylor if they're to have any chance of sticking with Kansas City in this game. Uh, Austin Eckler is uh, my number two just against Jacksonville I just think this is a really good matchup for him to line up well still doubts over uh, Keenan Allen's health although I do think he probably is going to go and I think this is a really good opportunity for him to come in uh, and make a statement uh, for his season Uh, Nick Chubb was my number three so why a a pretty good game last night as you can tell Christian McCaffrey is at four and if I'm honest he could go down from here um, I wrote on Fantasy Pros this week that I actually think he's a sell. I, I'm struggling to see the volume 
and I'm not he's not getting the volume. You know, just nine targets this year in two games. This is kind of a, a referendum game for where I am for Christian McCaffrey. I need to see him get a lot more targets and a lot more rushing attempts. You know, Carolina are, are managing just 52 offensive plays a game, which is just not enough to sustain a high volume for Christian McCaffrey. They need to be well over 67, you know, 60, 65 plays a game for him to get that sort of really big volume that we were seeing a few years ago. So, uh, yeah, he needs to, the, the Carolina offense needs to improve. They need to take more offensive snaps. They need to make plays. And Christian McCaffrey needs the ball more. So he's at four, but don't be surprised on the weekend if I've got him down round about six or seven, um, just because I'm slightly worried against that. New Orleans D, they did a really good job of shutting down uh, Leonard Fournette. Uh, Dalvin Cook is at five. I think this is a big game for Dalvin Cook. I think you're going to see him come into this offense more against Detroit. This could be the start of the really kickstart his season. Uh, Derek Henry is six. Again, I think Tennessee are a better team when he is firing on all cylinders and they've struggled to make that happen so far this season. Expect the, the traps to come off for him. Joe Mixon's had a pretty solid start to the season. He is at seven, uh, and he is against the Jets. I expect him to really get some good opportunities in this one. DeAndre Swift is eight. He's an, an amazing start to the season, so I expect him to be involved lots against Minnesota, who have struggled a little bit in containing that run, as we saw with the Packers. Um, Saquon Barkley is at nine. Um, he has Dallas, which you know, pretty good D. They, they are pretty Okay, stopping the run, but you know, Leonard Fournette did have a very big game against them, and he's their number one offensive weapon. So, expect Barkley to be involved heavily. Najee Harris had a decent game last night, not necessary. I'll be 10. I don't think he's going to finish that high, but he did get the touchdown. Uh, he did get some carries. Would like to see some more targets to Najee Harris. Leonard Fournette is 11 uh, against Green Bay. I think they're going to try and throw the ball a little bit more, maybe gets involved in that passing game, but. Uh, he's looking to bounce back after a disappointing week two. Uh, Antonio Gibson, who's been very, very good at the start of the season, obviously reacted well to potentially losing his starting job against Philly. He's going to need to do a good job to come back there. I expect Alvin Kamara to come back this week, and he's currently at 13 uh, this week against Carolina. I think he's going to get plenty of opportunity here. I think you're going to see less of Winston um, throwing those big bombs. And I think they're going to try and control this game and use Kamara to try and control it. And they're a better team when that happens. James Connors at 14. I think he's going to get, if the Cardinals can get down to the goal line and in the red zone, he's going to be a heavy, heavy unit to use. Uh, Rams are going to be pretty good at stopping him from breaking big runs. But I think we're going to see uh, James Connor involved if they can get into the red zone. Miles Sanders had, again, a very good start to the season. I expect him to be uh, well involved against Washington. He's at 15 this week. I've got Aaron Jones at 16, and this is much lower than consensus. It's just that Tampa Bay run defense for the last couple of years has been exceptional, and it's been a real struggle for teams to run the ball on um, on them. So as a result, Aaron Jones is at 16. And, and to be honest, wouldn't shock me if I end up moving him lower and AJ Dillon higher, because I think Dillon could be the back that gets more work here than Aaron Jones at the moment. That's I've got them at 16 and 24. Don't be surprised if I've got them both around the 20 spot um, and maybe even have AJ Dillon switch, but that's where I'm currently at with them. Javonta Williams is at 17. Uh, he's starting to get more and more of that percentage share. Uh, tough game against San Francisco, but do think he's going to be in prime to have a decent game. Cream Hunt didn't really happen for him last night. I expected to see more of him, but I expect him to control the game more than perhaps they did. Um, but he was at 18 this week. Josh Jacobs 
is starting to sort of wrestle control of that back room, of that running back room back. So I expect him to uh, continue that trend. James Robinson is is definitely the back in Jacksonville to own right now. He's at 20 against the Chargers. David Montgomery should have a huge game against Houston on paper, but we know that they've been struggling offensively just to have plays. So he's at 21, but don't be surprised if he finishes significantly higher than that. If he has that David Montgomery sort of flat track bully sort of game that we know that he's got in his locker. Cordell Patterson's at 22, disappointing week two after an amazing week one, but he does have Seattle. Don't be surprised again if I move him up in my ranks uh, to inside the top 20 because this could be very much a Cordell passing game. And Clyde Bissellaire has really had a good start to the season. He's at 23, and as I've mentioned, Dylan at 24. Other notable mentions, Elliot at 25, Wilson 26. Uh, I've got Romadre Stevenson at 27, uh, Darrell Henderson at 28. Just this running game with um, the Rams just isn't really clicking right now. And I think him and Akers are going to just split time and uh, got Akers down at 37. I just don't think either of them are going to dominate. Similar to Stevenson and Harris, who Harris have got a 29. Damian Pierce have got a 30. Rashad Penny, 31. Michael Carter's at 32. Definitely well within the flex range. He's definitely someone I, I really uh, think you should continue to hold on to. And I do have his teammate, Brees Hall, behind him. I think in, in the coming weeks, Brees Hall will go up. Michael Carter will go down. But right now, Michael Carter is hanging in and holding his own there. And then uh, Devin Singletary, 34, Tony Pollard, 35, Raheem Mostert, 36. Again, I think in Miami, he's the back I want to own now, and I've got him becoming more productive uh, than Chase Evans will have down in 42. Uh, Travis Etienne is at 38 after Cam Akers in 37. Melvin Gordon, 39. His role is starting to fade a little bit. Be interesting to see how that split goes this week on something like football. Jamal Williams is at 40, but he does get involved in the goal line and is making work. Um, so, you know, still a good flex play this week, as is Rex Burkhead. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is, is purely here on health. I think if I knew if he was healthier, I might move him up more. Um, but considering he's coming off a long-term injury, I don't think he's going to get used robustly, even if he does play. So, he, you know, I'm not going to put him up too much more than where he is right now, if I'm honest. Um, and that's where I sort of draw the line with with flex plays. Anyone after Dobbins, Valgier and, and Herbert and Hines, you have to be pretty desperate to start getting into his range of starting these players. Um, same with Edmonds, probably even uh, Burkhead as well. I think that all these players are probably on the fringe of um, flex play. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Moving on to the wide receivers, uh, Jamar Chase, my wide receiver one this week. I think uh, he has the potential to absolutely torch the Jets. 
And I think Joe Burrow is going to want to go out there and do this. And the Owen two Bengals are going to look to, to get right here. So I expect Chase to be heavily involved and to make some big plays. I have him over Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson, who I both think are going to have huge weeks as well. Stephon Diggs against Miami as well. Looks very strong. He's my wide receiver four on the week. Uh, Devontae Adams, uh, my wide receiver five. I think he's going to have a very solid week against Tennessee. Debo Samuel, as we saw last year with Jimmy G, most good things on offense went through Debo Samuel. It wouldn't surprise me to see him heavily involved. So he is at six this week and moving up uh, in my weekly rankings as a result. Tyree Killers at seven, uh, obviously coming off uh, a huge game last week. I expect him, it's a tougher test this week against Buffalo, but still expect him to make the plays. His teammate Jalen Wallace at nine. I think both these players have to be heavily involved in order for Miami to have half a chance of beating Buffalo this week. They're split by Amon Rossi Brown, who has been a revelation this season. And against Minnesota, he's going to need to really step up even further if they're to make a game of that one. AJ Brown is at 10. Uh, he's obviously proven to be a very, very good trade acquisition for Philadelphia. And uh, his role is even pushing Devonta Smith to borderline relevance. Uh, as a result. So AJ Brown is my uh, wide receiver 10 this week. Michael Pittman, my wide receiver 11. This is asterisk if he's fit. Uh, expect him to potentially not be, but it looks like we're practicing now. He should be okay to go. And so as a result, I've got him at 11. Again, I think if Indianapolis want to stick with the Chiefs, if they can, then Michael Pittman has to be involved. I've got Mike Williams at 12. Just a little worried about Keenan Allen. So um haven't got Keenan Allen uh, in these ranks. Uh, but of course, he will be added. Mike Williams will go down uh, as a result. So we'll keep an eye on that one. Uh, but at the moment, that's where Mike Williams is. T. Higgins is at 13. Again, against the Jets, expects to be an offensive onslaught. Christian Kirk uh, is going some ways to earning that huge salary. He's at 14 with Brandon Cooks at 15. Deontay Johnson is at 16. He got a decent amount of volume. Uh, last night uh, and just needs to get a few more yards and, a, and, and some scores, but yeah, not not the worst night as a Devontae, as Deontay Johnson, the owner, but you just want to see a little bit more and that's got to come from the offense. But, you know, in terms of his percentage share, his snap share, everything's all trending in the right direction for him and, and target numbers. It's just a few more big plays and, and it will be even better for him. Shaw Bateman is 17 this week. Going to be a tough game against... Uh, New England there, but um, he can certainly break a few away here. And Courtney Sutton is, is sort of edging away from Jerry Judy now as, as the recognised number one. So uh, expect him to have a half-decent game as well. With CeeDee Lamb coming in at 19 against uh, the Giants, uh, he should be putting on a strong showing. Michael Thomas is, is starting to flash and look a little bit like the Michael Thomas of all to expect him to have a decent game. And then we're getting into sort of the back end of the wide receiver twos. DJ Moore getting the volume, but there's just not enough big plays there. So he's at 21 for me. Gabe Davis says he's good to go. Uh, be interesting to see how he gets on against Miami uh, and if he can get open and, and make some big plays. Jerry Judy's at 23. Uh, I think Denver, you know, I'm back in Denver to have a decent week, but they've got to do it this week because it's otherwise alarm bells will start to ring. Terry McLaurin at, at 24. He's put up some really good performances earlier this season. And again, he's going to need to break one if Washington are going to need to stay with Philly because Philly looked very, very good at the moment. I've got Garrett Wilson at 25. Lots of questions about Garrett Wilson, but that 30% target share last week and 26% target share on the season, we're starting to see 
Garrett Wilson overtake Elijah Moore and be that guy we all potentially thought Elijah Moore was going to be. So I'm really intrigued. I'm very aggressive on my ranking of, of Garrett Wilson, and I stand by that. But um, I really am excited to see what he can do this weekend because I'm starting to see that sort of star emerge from what we've seen in the first two weeks, especially with the nature of how he scored last week. Um and, and the way the circumstances is going to be a big boost. They're going to get him the ball because he makes things happen when he gets the ball. So I'm really starting to get some good feelings towards Garrett Wilson. They've got him ranked aggressively as a result. Uh, Marquise Brown is at wide receiver 26. I think he's going to need to be involved in this game. Um, it can't all be Kyler. He's got to have people to pass to. Drake London's at 27. We should see... Atlanta pass uh, pass the ball to him significantly. He's been involved. He's made plays against Seattle. They've got to fancy the chances of winning that game. Brandon Ayuk, I think this is a better uh, situation for him now with no Trey Lance. I think Brandon Ayuk is going to be getting the ball more now. He's got a passer instead of a runner at quarterback. I think we can start to see uh, Brandon Ayuk unlock a little bit. DK Metcalf's at 29. I just... Can't get on board with Geno Smith and DK Metcalf being any higher than that, despite the fact that I think DK Metcalf will be the the hog of the targets here potentially this week, although it was Tyler Lockett last week. So they tend to alternate weeks. Um, so it should be a DK Metcalf week, but we'll see. Elijah Moore at 30, I think this is going to have a lot of points uh, on the go. So expect that to happen. It seems I was a bit low on Amari Cooper. He had a very, very good game last night. Um, he's going to finish above wide receiver 31, we'd expect. Huge volume for Jacoby Myers. Again, over 30% target share. He is that safety blanket and that all-action piece for Mac Jones in this offense. So he's ranked at 32. Don't be surprised if he goes up a little bit um, come the weekend. I have Julio Jones in here at 34. I've got Alan Robinson at 33. I think he'll be involved. But Julio Jones at 34, he didn't practice yesterday, so he could move down these rankings. He could not be in the rankings. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but at the moment, that is where, because he was so close to starting last week, I kind of thought we would see more from him. But he could move out, um, and I might be moving him down accordingly, considering he didn't practice yesterday. Tyler Lockett's at 35. Um, Jahar Dotson has been pretty good so far this season. Uh, touchdowns in opening weekend. So he's going to need to be involved. And he's right there with his teammate, Curtis Samuel, at 37. Washington have been much better throwing the football this season with Wentz. Um, and they're starting to get that offense going. So I expect to see some real points in this game. And that's why I've got three Washington receivers ranked in my top 37. That's not something I kind of expected any time uh, soon. So it's exciting to see. And Thielen's at 38. Uh, I do think you can see him in the end zone, but he's just not getting the volume of targets that warrants him being any higher than that. Chris Olave, loads of air yards. Uh, last week, but he did only catch one of them um, for a big gain and then fumbled. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of hidden numbers in there. So just one to be slightly careful of. Uh, that's why he's at 39, not much higher, but I still think he's definitely aware of a flex play. Darnell Mooney, it's just not gone well for him. This is the matchup there. We've got to see where we are with, with the Bears. So he's at 40. I've got Cole Beasley at 41. This is, a, again, a really aggressive move uh, on my part, but I think with Tom Brady wanting Cole Beasley in there, and with Russell Gage not entirely being fit, I think you can see Cole Beasley getting a significant amount of catches here. I know he's not been with the team long, but he knows how to catch the football, and especially in those short to intermediate ranges, which is where the Buccaneers and Brady have kind of struggled uh, in the early part of the season uh, offensively, if that's the only place you could say they've been struggling. 
So I would say here that Cole Beasley is going to be targeted effectively. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster didn't really happen for him last week. But this should be a game where he can bounce back. And we start to get to uh, trail on Burks. He's my highest Tennessee uh, receiver. He's at 43. I just, yeah, it's hard to get on board with Tennessee receivers right now. Uh, and don't be too surprised if I move him down even further because I expect him to get the ball more. But Tennessee just have struggled offensively and it's just not been good to see. So don't be too surprised if I move a few of these players I'm about to talk about over Traylon Burks come the weekend. Had to run for 44. I still think he's going to be effective uh, in the same game. It's just whether or not he's going to get... He is the third read in this offense behind Waller and, um, and Devontae Adams. So you've got to rank him accordingly for that. Devonta Smith, just not really seeing much from him. Pretty much playing uh, third fiddle now to Dallas Goddard and, and AJ Brown. And then you've got Hertz running the ball, so he's almost like a fourth option. So struggle to see where he's going to have too much appeal other than maybe a, a gamble flex because he could put up the big numbers because he's got that breakaway ability and home run threat. I'm probably a little high on McCall Hardman this week. I think this is, if I'm honest, McCall Hardman could be someone that goes down in these ranks a little bit. Um, but I think we need to see McCall Harmon come into it. Again, we're talking about against the Colts, they're going to need speed. McCall Harmon has that. He's huge speed. These are the sorts of games where you scheme up McCall Harmon to get open and make those big plays to uh, to get in, to beat the secondary and, and to go over the top because you know that, that Indianapolis Colts D is very solid. It's very good containment D. So you need to think of different ways to get over the top. And I think Harmon is the guy this week. Shepard's just going to get a lot of volume, 10 targets last week. So he's in there. MVS, similar reasons to Hartman. I've got him up this week because I just think the way that they're going to have to win this game and, and get behind the D, they could just cut through the scissors and, and use Kelsey and, and everything. But I actually think the two of them over the top, I think it's likely that they're going to break off some big plays. Um, and they've got Jarvis Landry at 49. And we're sort of getting to the edge of the fringe of the flex plays. Russell Gage, if he's fit, and again, there's question marks over his health and how he's going to fit in with Gage. Uh, with, sorry, with Beasley, but you know, he's been brought in to play that intermediate role, and that's where the Buccaneers need to get that ball just to move it down, move it down, move it down the field and control the clock. And that's how Tom Brady likes to play football. So expect Gage to get some work if he's fit. Corey Davis had a nice week last week. He's going to need to be involved if they're going to uh, stay with uh, Cincinnati. And Tyler Boyd, uh, 53. And then if Alan Lazard is fit, then obviously he's one to keep an eye on. And that's kind of where I start to draw the line. You've got some fringe flex plays here in DJ Chark, Josh Palmer with Keenan Allen's back, then that's why he's down here. Um, but if he's not, then I will move Josh Palmer up because he'll have a much more significant role. He'll probably fall into sort of wide receiver 3-4 territory. Um, Devin Duvernay uh, has had a decent start to the season, but against New England, I can see him being contained. And Noah Brown is, is still dependent. Obviously, you can see I've got Michael Gallup in the ranks, so I just don't necessarily think he's going to have as much action uh, this week. So these are kind of where I'm starting to think I probably won't go there in terms of uh, flex appeal. Moving on to the tight ends, not too much to talk about here. Kelsey is my tight end one. Um, just think the volume is going to go through him significantly. And Andrew's my tight end two. Waller's my tight end three. And you can't really look elsewhere now outside of those three. They're going to be one, two, three almost every single week. Dad's got it as my uh, tight end four. And Carl Pitts my tight end five. It's just not happened for Pitts so far this season. It's going to need to at some point. But uh, let's see what happens this week. 
Zaka's my Titan six. I think uh, Kyler to Ertz is something we might see a few times this week. I was clearly far too low on David and Juku, who I had at 16, and Pratt Freeman, who I was slightly too high on, who I had at 7. Uh, probably should have switched those, and I probably would have been about spot on. If not, still maybe low on Njuku, uh, who got a lot of volume last night. Ty Higby's had a great start to the season. He is at 8. Gerald Everett, the same. He's at 9. I think he's going to be involved in getting the end zone there against Jacksonville. Dawson Knox against Miami. They're going to need to do things differently against Miami, and, and tight ends is an area where you can definitely get at them. Uh, George Kittle is at 11. Again, it's just with Jimmy Garoppolo, I have to move him down slightly, even though uh, he gets an upgrade because there's more targets going around because Jimmy Jimmy G will throw the ball more. It's still uh, not comfortable putting Kittle much higher than that right now. Logan Thomas rounds up my top 12 um, against Philadelphia. He's getting more and more snaps every week, and we should see him play four full quarters rather than be removed for the fourth. And, uh, have those concerns of his health start to move away. TJ Hawkinson is questionable. I'm not sure how involved he's going to be. He's at 13. Hayden Hurst is at 14. Good start to the season for him. And he has the Jets. And then Evan Ingram at 15 uh, for the Jaguars. Uh, Smith, 17, had a decent week last week. Expect him to start to bounce back. As the same with Mike Kazicki, who is at 18. And then this is kind of where I'd start to draw a line from there. I'm not too worried about Tyler Conklin and Robert Tunyon. Uh, or Albert O. There's just not enough there for them. Sneaky play could be Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, if he can get some snaps under center against Carolina, which is likely, he could move up in these ranks and have a decent finish. If I was gambling on any tight end outside of the top uh, 12, he would be the one I would take the gamble on this week. Um, Cole Komet, who's just sinking hard. This is a big week and referendum for Cole, uh, for Cole Komet. He's had one target, no catches so far this season. DSTs this week, they've got the Chargers here at one, uh, Dallas Cowboys at two, Cleveland Browns at three, which is starting to look like a pretty decent bet, considering they got that lucky touchdown the last play of the game last night. New Orleans at four, Buffalo Bills at five, the Eagles, who are kind of one of the streaming picks of the week, they're at six, the Rams at seven, the 49ers at eight, Baltimore Ravens at nine, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at ten, my other streaming pick, the Atlanta Falcons, uh, pretty much unowned everywhere. They were at 11 this week, and the New York Giants against Dallas and Cooper Rush are at 12. Um, some fringe bets, uh, Cincinnati Bengals at 13, Denver Broncos 14, Carolina Panthers 15, Chiefs 16, Chicago Bears 17, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers I had down at 18. I think that's about right. Wouldn't be desperately uh, keen on playing any of these other Ds this week. Maybe the Patriots, uh, if they can turn over Lamar Jackson. That's probably the only outside bet I would have uh, half a look at. And then lastly, uh, kickers. Justin Tucker, kicker one on the week. Tyler Bass, kicker two. These would be Justin Tucker because of the, the way that New England play. I think you have the opportunity to get those long field goals and get himself established. Uh, Tyler Bass just simply on volume. <laughs> Same with Matt Gay at three. Dustin Hopkins at four. Evan McPherson uh, is at five. Ryan Suckup at six. Daniel Carson at seven. Jake Elliott at kicker eight. Greg Joseph, kicker nine. Young Ho Koo uh, at ten. Jason Sanders, 11. Now, still waiting to see who is actually going to be the kicker on Sunday. At the moment, I've got Matt Amendola at 12 for Kansas City, but Harrison Bucker is off the outlist, and he's questionable. So we'll see what happens uh, there, and there could be a change needed in that ranking. Nick Foltz at 13, Robbie Gold at 14, Austin Siebert at 15, Will Lutz at 16. That's kind of where I'd start to draw the line of maybe McManus and Prater and Bullock if you're desperate. But outside of that, probably not desperate to play anyone else. 
uh, this week in my kicker slot. That's going to do it for my rankings. Do get in touch. Let me know how you thought of this show. If you prefer to go back to the old format, I'll definitely do that. And if you like this format a bit better and it's a bit shorter and you get everything you need, um, then we'll keep doing this format. So I hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, good luck to you all in week three, motoring along with the season already and looking forward to seeing how you all get on. Do share that feedback and do hit those buttons. And I look forward to seeing you on the outside for a new flagship show uh, next week. Apologies for the one this week. We did cancel because of the funeral and we just couldn't get the date around to, to get it sorted. But we'll be back with a better flagship show next week. We'll cover everything off and make sure you're getting ready for week four. But until then, Rush Nation, don't forget, as always, redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.